Welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the cultiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest, Kimberly of the Fat Quarter Shop. Hey, guys. Now, before we jump into all the quilty fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Kimberly? Yeah, so I am the co-owner of Fat Quarter Shop, and it's so Emma. We offer online supplies for quilting, cross-stitch, and all things crafts. I run it with my husband, and we have four beautiful red-headed children. <laughs> and for those who aren't familiar with the Fat Quarter Shop, where are you guys based out of? We're just south of Austin, Texas. Okay. Nice. And did you, are you from Texas originally? Yeah, I'm actually an Austinite. I, very rare, but one of the um, original Austinites. I haven't never left. (laughs) Kicking things off, we're dying to know why you call the the store the Fat Quarter Shop. Did you start off selling pre-cuts or is there a different story behind the name? Yeah, so when I first started for the first couple of years, I only sold fat quarter bundles. And at the time, Moda was the only company putting those together. So I would just buy them pre-made from Moda and then ship them out. It took a couple of years before I ever added yardage patterns or anything else. So at first I was just going to sell fat quarter bundles only. So could you tell us more about your quilting journey? Did you know how to quilt before you started your shop? Yeah, so when I got out of college, I learned to quilt about a year or two after college, and I was just totally addicted to it and kind of found I couldn't find the fabric I wanted, and I just kind of started it as a side hobby just so I could get the fabric I wanted. And uh, so when you started it as a side hustle, were you like running all of inventory out of your dining room or like how did it, how did it grow into a full-time operation? So I ran it. I didn't have kids at the time. So we had like an office and a dining room and we ran it out of that for a couple of years and then, you know, moved to like a small warehouse um, and everything kind of went from there. Did you like ever envision that the fat quarter shop would become this big one day? No, absolutely not. There was no business plan. I was just having fun. I was just, you know, buying fabric selfishly so I could have some. Definitely never, ever would have thought it turned into what it is. And when you started, this was pretty much pretty early in the days of e-commerce. Like, how is that getting that up and running? And was it hard to, you know, convince people to start buying fabric online? No, it really wasn't. So when I first started, I um, just used one of those cookie cutter websites. And then I found a hosting service called Quiltropolis and they had a template and my husband kind of worked with them to get it all set up. And for the first like six months, we just took PayPal, which at the time, you know, everybody was already using PayPal. So I really didn't have any issues um, since my husband kind of stepped in and, you know, knew how to do all of that stuff. I still remember Fat Quarter Shop being one of the very first online stores yeah. that I shopped at. Um, and this is like back when I was living in Australia. And <laughs> then like there weren't really many options for quilting fabrics. And I would spend hours on your website just scrolling <laughs> through it. 
Wendy, Wendy still probably spends hours on your website <laughs> scrolling through it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, running the Fat Quarter Shop is a huge, um, is it takes a huge ton of time, I'm assuming. Do you still get time to quilt on the side? Yeah, I do. And the great thing is now we have sample makers. And so I can really choose and only sew what I want to sew. So that's actually really nice. And I try to schedule it out. um, And I just sew on the weekends, not at all during the week, but just try to fit in what I can on the weekends. So originally, were you making all the samples for the shop? Yeah, kind of. (laughs) That was a long time ago. I don't want to think back to then. (laughs) All the stress of getting it all done. (laughs) Yeah. Do your kids help out at all around the shop or are they becoming quilters yet? So they will help me pull triangle paper off. They will help me arrange blocks. Um, My daughter will iron every now and then, but she makes me nervous. So I try to make her stop. And I starch fabric and one of my my kids will help me starching. So it kind of depends what kind of mood they're in or if they need money for their online games. Because if they do, then they definitely help. That also, it sounds like a production line going. Yeah, this is really yeah. awesome. It's an, you could get a full assembly line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just need to teach them how to like use the quarter inch foot, and so that would be great. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. Anna's getting some ideas for her yes. boys. Yes, I am. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you also um, you also sell cross stitch projects, and actually, one of our earlier guests, uh, Hillary of Hillary Jordan, I think recently worked on a collaboration with you guys for one of yours. Um, is this a fairly recent thing, or kind of what was the driver behind also adding cross stitch as well as quilting supplies? So, in 2019, I just noticed on social media that cross stitch was becoming popular again, and I picked up an old project. And kind of got addicted and thought, oh my gosh, we should add cross stitch. And kind of just, you know, bought a couple of patterns, bought a couple of notions. And then I kind of got addicted to it. And it's been a great way for me to keep myself busy when there's uh, like breaks in my kids' sports. Mm -hmm. So that kind of got me, you know, going and I kind of couldn't stop. I guess that's a nice thing about with cross stitch. It's so portable, similar to um, EPP. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was that was a selling point for EPP for me. The portability factor. Mm. Yes, that's, I that's... I um, think English paper piecing is so pretty, but I am so scared of it. And I know how to do it, <laughs> but I'm just like so scared of it. Do you get a lot of questions when you uh, bring your cross stitch projects out? Um, you know, sometimes I'll, a little, like some kids will ask me some things, but mostly people just look at me like I'm crazy because I bring a portable light. <laughs> and so, um, I think people just think, who's that crazy lady cross team? But one of my sons plays basketball and when he plays basketball, there's like an hour or two breaks between the games. And so I'm not going to just sit there. No, I mean, that's just that's... way too boring. So, I mean, I get a couple of stares more than questions. The only people who ask me questions are, you know, cute little girls who want to pull the needle, but most of the other people are just <laughs> looking at me like I'm crazy. And this portable light that you speak of, like, what is it called? And can we find it at your website? 
<laughs> yeah, let me think of what it's called. Halo Go Rechargeable Light. Because it's portable. So do you just like charge it like on a USB port and you're all good yeah, to so go? It's, like, it's chargeable and it'll hold the charge for about three hours. And then I just take a design board from L'Oreal, which is basically just a piece of foam core board with batting. And then I put the light on that and it has a magnifier. And oh, so I just, no. you know... Stitch under the magnifier, which looks even weirder. Um, but, but I don't mind. I mean, my daughter, it drives her crazy. She's like, it's so embarrassing. And I'm just like, it's fine. It's, fine. it's good to your own thing. My boys That's are the like, most yeah, embarrassing thing. God, my yeah. childhood was much different. Yeah. Yeah, true. And in addition to, so you mentioned that this, uh, you added cross stitch in 2019. Do you have any, uh, other future plans or like uh, other needle crafts that you want to branch out into as well? Not right now. I mean, I never, never want to say never, but right now, no. So the Fat Quarter Shop joined YouTube back in 2011 and now it has nearly 300,000 channel subscribers. Um, What made you decide to create the video content? I think it was just a natural extension of social media. We always want to be current and on trend. It was really hard for me to, when we first started out, really hard to do the videos, you know, hard to, you know, just figure out how to streamline it. But then once we started the live streams, that made me a lot more comfortable. And I actually love doing the live streams much more than the pre-recorded videos. And I think it's because on the live stream, I can just do whatever and I don't have to like stop for five seconds or, you know, I can just make it my own. So having the live streams has really helped a lot. Do you find you get a lot of like um, audience interaction and participation that you can feed off of? Yeah, we do. We get a lot. And it's awesome because then we know what are our customers looking for? What designers do they like? Um, Based on different questions they ask, I can tell what brand of notions they're using. And there's been a couple of times that customers have said, oh, you really got to try this. And they give me ideas. And then I come up with, oh, that's a great notion. How did I not know what that was? So I get a lot of feedback that really helps me provide the product to the customer that they want because sometimes it's things I've never even heard of. That's really interesting. It's almost like an indirect marketing research or like a focus group for you. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond your customer base, where do you get inspiration for your video content? You know, I get a lot of inspiration from flooring, which sounds really crazy, but um, for just random projects, I'll see a flooring in a fancy hotel that I like or a church (laughs) or even a window on a church and try to turn that into a quilt. We um, really like vintage quilts. So we might see something on eBay or, you know, when there's quilt shows, if we find an antique quilt, we'll try to recreate that. And then we call those classic and vintage on our channel. And then um, we try to also come up with things with pre-cuts like really easy pre-cut projects or more complicated pre-cut projects so that it's something that hopefully our customer will already have in their stash that they can just, oh, that's what I can do with that layer cake or that's what I can do with that bundle that I have sitting there. Um, But I do feel like I'm always thinking about quilts. It never really stops. Like, have you ever noticed when you watch TV, sometimes you're like, oh, there's a quilt. And then you stop the channel and you're like, wait, is that a designer I know? What is that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And actually, there's an Instagram account called like Quilts and Film, I think. 
Um, and then basically this person oh, yeah. um, screen share screenshots of quotes seen in movies and shows. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Are there any cool trends or things that you're um, new projects that you're excited to tackle in the quilting sphere coming up? Well, we're going to start our 2022 charity quilt, and um, I'm always excited about that because we're always raising money for Make-A-Wish, and that makes me feel like I'm making a difference somewhat in the world. And um, in 2022, I all every year I start a new project where I use leftover scraps throughout the whole year. So that's super exciting. And the one that we have designed for 2022 is awesome. So I almost want to just make the quilt and not have to wait <laughs> to use my scraps. And um, as far as trends, I would say, you know, about five or six years ago, everything was so white, you know, mm -hmm. everything had to have a white background, a white this, a white that. Now I feel like everything is kind of kind of moved beyond that. But really the trends right now, I feel like people shop by designer or pre-cut, um, hmm. really feel like now they're really designer based where they used to not be as much. Yeah. And the charity quilts, um, that you mentioned, is this something that, uh, the community, the community can get involved in, or is this something that the staff is working on at Fat Quarter Shop? So both actually. So this year's charity quilt, Corey Yoder designed for us. And then in 2022, we offer a free quilt pattern and a free cross-stitch pattern. And then we provide a link to make a wish. And we just ask for customers to donate what they think the, the value of that pattern is to them. And then last year we raised a hundred thousand, maybe 120,000. And um, Kevin and I will donate 20,000 and Mark Dunn from Motive Fabrics always donates 10,000. And then throughout the year, as we're able to grant wishes, we will, um, for the families that want to share, we can show the customers, you know, the wishes that were granted and what the kids asked for and, you know, get to see the kids that actually get a benefit of it. And, you know, for Kevin and I, we have four kids. We feel super blessed that they're all healthy and um, just feel like this is a way that we can give back um, since, you know, we've been really lucky. That's awesome. We'll definitely have yeah. to keep an That's eye so out on cool. that. Yeah. So how do we find out about that would be obviously announced on all your social media and newsletters? Right? Yeah. So we have a, a section on our blog. Our blog is called the Jolly Jabber and there's like a landing page. And as we release patterns, we put it on there. We also put it on the top of our what's new page and we just, I think this month we're going to be doing sometimes some years we'll do two patterns a month. Some years we do one. It kind of depends on the quilt, um, the design, but this one's really awesome. It's hearts and it's really fun fabric. And we do try to really mix them up so that each year, like maybe one year we have a dark background. Then the next year we might do a lighter background. We really try to mix it up so that we can appeal to all types of customers because the goal is to make to raise money for Make-A-Wish. Nice. And you said you have both a quilt pattern as well as a cross-stitch pattern for the charity. Yeah. And what we do is we first we'll pick the fabric collection and we try to pick a fabric collection that, you know, a lot of quilters will really enjoy. And then Jocelyn does most of our designing and she will either design it or work with a fabric designer to design it. 
and we get the quilt completely done. And then from there, we use that as inspiration to design a cross-stitch pattern. And when we pick our floss, we pick it to match the fabric so that if somebody wants, you know, their bedroom to have like a quilt and something on the wall to match, it's all very uh, matchy-matchy. That sounds so cute. (laughs) And it's always fun because every year we do it, you know, our goal is to raise money and so many people just make quilts that look so different. Um, You know, so many people just make the quilt their own and that's so fun to see uh, just what other people do with our patterns. Hmm. Yeah. It's always always so exciting to see different interpretations of just the one quilt pattern or cross stitch pattern and how everyone has like kind of like a different eye or a vision um, of that particular or that one design. Yeah, it's fun. So do you have any personal quilting goals for this year? Yeah. So this year, um, my goal is to make a scrappy quilt, to make the charity quilt. And then every year I always make at least one Bonnie and Camille quilt, uh, two or three Lori Holt quilts and one or two fig tree quilts. And that's kind of what's on my list for this year and, or for, for next year. And then this year I'm wrapping up two quilts, uh, for my twins. And then in 2022, I have two other kids that I'm going to make quilts for so that they each, you know, every other year they can get a quilt. So, um, I picked the two easiest ones that have (laughs) Something that it was really like one really likes dinosaurs. Well, there was a dinosaur pattern. One likes Harry Potter. There was a Harry Potter pattern. And then I have a teenager and I have no idea where to start. And my youngest son, he likes basketball. (laughs) And there's not really a cool basketball pattern out there that I've seen that I love. So I kind of bit the bullet, did the two easiest ones. And now I've got to really get creative next year and figure out what I'm going to do for the (laughs) the other two because they're waiting to know what I'm going to be making. Hey, everyone. We have a quick announcement to make. That's right. Fat Quarter Shop is offering Quilt Buzz listeners 25% off all quilt patterns. Use the discount code QB25 at checkout. But you've got to hurry because the discount code is only available to December 31st, 2021. Now, before you run off and shop till you drop, please note that the discount code is limited to one use per customer. It cannot be combined with other offers and it cannot be retroactively applied to previous orders. It also excludes sale items, pre-orders, cross-stitch patterns and clubs. Other exclusions may apply. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to fatquartershop.com and use the discount code QB25 for 25% off all quilt patterns. Okay, now back to the interview. So it is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Kimberly? I'm ready. Okay. Anna, why don't you kick us off? Okay. What is your favorite time of day to quilt? Saturday mornings. And where do you sew? I have a little sewing room in my house, so I always sew at home. Do you wear shoes or slippers or socks while sewing? Oh, no shoes, no socks. Um, I poke my feet all the time, but definitely no shoes. Uh, Do you listen to music, Netflix, podcasts, or silence while you're sewing? So I love true crime. So I will listen to either podcasts, Netflix, or I watch the Oxygen Channel or Investigative Discovery. So anything true crime is all I do. I don't ever listen to music or definitely not silence. And what's your current favorite? Um, Cold Justice is my favorite uh, show right now. And do you have a favorite snack while quilting? I love Nutella. 
Oh yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> straight, straight out of the can. Um, yeah, with the little the little cracker stick thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's oh they're scary. so good. <laughs> and what is your favorite traditional block? I love any quilt blocks that have stars. And what's your favorite color? Pink and aqua. And do you have a favorite brand of solids? I love Bella Solids. What is your favorite color from the Bella Solids brand? So I would say either color 97 or color 200. I think I use them equally. And, and what are those? Yeah, what are they? <laughs> like, oh, okay. So yeah. I haven't memorized the color card yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, 9900-97 is like a kind of an off-whitish. And then 9900-200 is also kind of off-white. So they're both just hmm. whites. What color fabric do you use most? Definitely aqua. And solids or prints? Prints. I love prints. I very rarely will use a solid. I only use it as an accent in a quilt. And who is your favorite fabric designer? Lori Holt. And what's the last fabric collection Backwater Shop received? Um, Daydreamer by Tula Pink. And what is your current favorite fabric collection stocked? Um, Stitch by Lori Holt. What do you do with all the UFOs from FQS? So a lot of those are made by sample makers. So they actually go home with the sample makers. Nice. Okay. And what sewing notion couldn't you live about? Oh, for sure. A seam ripper. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, beyond the seam ripper, what's your current favorite fun notion stock on Fat Quarter Shop? We recently got in the Little House pins, and I love them because Clover used to make my favorite pins, and they discontinued them. So I found that the Little House are comparable. So I'm really happy about that because I was totally lost without my pins. And what's your favorite pre-cut size? A layer cake. And what thread brand do you use? I use Aurifil and mostly Color 2000. Uh, what's your pressing preference? Open, dark side, whatever works best? So if I'm working on like a six inch or smaller block, I'll press open. And if I'm working on anything larger, it just depends. Like if it's something that I want to come out really perfect and has a lot of small seams, I'll press open. And if, if it's something super easy, I just press to one side. Pick one, HSTs, curves, or flying geese. For sure, half square triangles. And do you have a long uh, go-to long arm quilter? Yes, I use Gina Tell of Thread Graffiti. And do you machine or hand bind? hand. Spray, pin, or thread-based? Neither. I send all of my quilts to Gina. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you pre-wash always, sometimes, never? Never. I just starch. And what is your favorite part of the quilting process? So I love to cut the fabric. I would just cut quilts all day and never sew if I had the, if I had the choice. <laughs> would you like to cut my fabrics? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's like my least, one of my least favorite um, part of the process. <laughs> and what is your least favorite part of the process? Definitely when you have to put everything together, like all the blocks together, the sashing, the outer borders, that drives me crazy because <laughs> it just makes a mess in my sewing room and I just feel like everything gets so big. So definitely at the end. <laughs> and what's one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up? So I starch all of the fabrics that go on the front of my quilt, which means I should starch the backing fabric so that the front and the back are both fabrics pre-shrunk the same amount. But a lot of times I run out of time. So 
I don't starch my backings and I know I should. So that's definitely a bad habit. Do you have a quilty best friend? Definitely Lori Holt. So who's your quilty crush? Definitely Joanna Figueroa because I love her colors and her style and I wish my house was decorated as good as hers is. (laughs) And do you have a favorite recent make? I recently finished a Harry Potter quilt that I started in 2018, I think. And so I'm definitely happy to be done with it. And and how many quilts are in your work in progress pile now? I only have about three left because I decided a couple of weeks ago that I was going to end 2021 with everything that I have started finished. And I cannot start anything for 2022 until I'm totally finished. So I'm totally motivated to get to zero whips. That's awesome. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm looking at some from like 2013 in my corner. Well, that's why I felt like I really had to finish that Harry Potter because it's just like taking up a drawer space for years. Lurking, (laughs) watching you. (laughs) Yeah. And where do you store your whips? So I have a cutting table and under my cutting table, I have built in drawers and there's nine. And I try to not, I try to only have one project in each drawer and I won't let myself go beyond nine projects. So if they don't fit in those drawers, something has to go. I either have to finish something or, you know, uh, I got to, I got to figure something out. I try not to get over nine. That's actually a really good motivator because I just shove everything in my closet. You can probably (laughs) see behind me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a huge mess right now. Um, anyway, so do you have any other interests at all or hobbies? Um, I'm really into true crime. So there's a convention every year called CrimeCon and, I love to go to that. I love to see stand-up comedians and uh, my daughter dances. So I love watching her dance and my sons play sports and I love watching them. But most of the time I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) So before we wrap today up, we've got just a couple more questions for you. And first up is who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? Um, I would say Lori Holt. Camille Ross Kelly and Joanna Figueroa. And I say that because those are the three designers that I sew with the most. And I'm always looking at their pages to get inspiration of what is going to be my next project from their collections. And so that's just like a little bit of what I love. All right. So before we sign off, do you have any fun projects in the horizon that you're able to share with our listeners? Yeah, so the Heartfelt Make-A-Wish is going to be coming up in 2022, and we're also going to have a free pattern called Brick House, where we're going to give you instructions on how to make it as if you start from a regular pre-cut, but what I'm going to do with it is I'm going to sew all my leftover scraps throughout the year with it, so that's super exciting, and we do always offer lots and lots of free patterns at Fat Quarter Shop, so if you ever have a pre-cut and you're just sitting around on the weekend and you need a pattern just go to our site because we have a ton of free patterns. It's good to know. I just feel like you could have a guessing game over how much your scrap bin weighs. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't it's like guessing the number of marbles in a jar type thing. Yes. <laughs> we, we have some a lot of dumb ideas here. Um, <clears throat> on that note, we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can probably most easily be found on our Instagram accounts. 
I'm at Broadcloth Studio. Wendy. I'm the Dot Weekend Quarter. Anna. I am at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Kimberly. At Fat Quarter Shop. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we hope that you subscribe to the show and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, we'd be thrilled. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.